Hello everybody, I'm Travis and welcome to Laron's Rebuttal. Let's get it. again we would like to thank everybody that has taken the time out of their very busy schedule today to be here with us you are greatly appreciated our subject for discussion today is going to be dealing with a New Jersey dad who's charged with the murder of making his six-year-old son run on a treadmill yes you heard me correctly we have a New Jersey dad who's charged with murder after making his six-year-old son run on a treadmill. When I first read the headlines of this story, I had to do a double take. I was like, really? A New Jersey dad has been charged with murder and the death of his six-year-old son after he allegedly forced the boy to run on the treadmill because he was too fat according to a report. Christopher Greger, 29, who's the father of the child that died. He's from Monroe in Middlesex County. He had already been charged with child endangerment back in April of 2021, but recently was arrested with the murder charge. Authorities have not released the name of his son, but an obituary cited by the news outlet identified the boy as Corey Missilio of Englishtown, who died April 2nd, 2021 in, in Stafford Township. At the time, the Ocean County Medical Examiner's Office determined that Corey died as a result of blunt force trauma. Gregor, which is the father of Corey, was charged with endangering the welfare of a child on July 7, 2021, and later released from the Ocean County Jail in Toms River, according to the news outlet. But after an additional investigation, he was named on the homicide charge and remains locked up according to a joint statement by Ocean County Prosecutor Bradley Billimar and Barney Gatt Police Chief Keith Germain Investigators determined that Gregor had abused his son after they obtained shocking surveillance from the Atlantic Heights Clubhouse Fitness Center on March 20th, the Asbury Park Press reported. The footage showed Corey running on a treadmill while his father increased its speed, leading to the child to keep falling because he couldn't keep up with the pace, according to an affidavit of probable cause cited by the paper. 
At one point, Gregor appears to bite the struggling boy on his head when he placed him back on the treadmill, the document states. Prosecutors determined that Corey's death was a homicide after being informed by an expert witness that the child had died of blunt force trauma to the chest and abdomen. Billy Marr and Jermaine said that the victim was in Gregor's custody when he suffered the fatal injuries but did not elaborate. The boy's mother, Brianna Mikolio, shared custody of Corey with Gregor. She reported her son's injuries to the New Jersey Division of Child Protection and she recorded she reported her son's injuries to the New Jersey Division of Child Protection and a caseworker there urged to take him to a doctor where Corey revealed Gregor made him run because he was too fat. In the statement, Billy Marr said today is the first step in bringing the person that we believe is responsible for this young boy's death. Makilio, which is Corey's mom, wrote in a Facebook page called Justice for Corey the day that he passed away. I dropped him off at his father's, perfectly healthy and happy. And six hours later, he is gone with no explanation. In the latest post, she added, after a year of fighting, Christopher Gregor was finally charged with my son's murder. He was arrested this morning. Gregor's attorney, Mario Gallucci, said his client denies having anything to do with the death. It took eight months for the prosecutor's office to find an expert witness that agreed with their narrative. We'll have our experts, he told the Asbury Park Press. Sad, sad, very sad situation. You have this six-year-old child that's basically caught in the middle of what's going on between his two parents that are no longer together. And obviously with him being a six-year-old child, he really has no say-so in where he's going to go, who he's going to be with, what he's going to do, and what he's not going to do, which is understandable. He, he, he shouldn't at six years old. He shouldn't have that type of say-so. But on the other hand, his parents should have all the say-so. His parents should have his best interests at hand regardless of what type of relationship they have, regardless of whatever the reason was that they didn't stay together. The child's best interest should always be at the forefront. I did a little research and I looked up the father, Christopher Gregor, the one who made his son, six-year-old son, run on his treadmill and continuously fall and batter and bruise himself. The father, Christopher Gregor, he needed to be on that treadmill himself. He needed to be on that treadmill himself. So your physically and verbally abusing your six-year-old child because he's overweight in your eyes when 
I look at you and you're overweight in my eyes. So the point I'm trying to make is genetics are everything. The reason this child was carrying the weight that he had is because of the genetics that he got from his parents. And from what I see, he got a lot of them from his father, Christopher. So in a way, Christopher, he disliked himself. Christopher, he hated himself. Because how are you going to treat your child in this manner who had no say-so in who his parents were going to be, who had no say-so in how the genetics were going to affect him? How are you going to treat your child like some sort of stranger? How are you going to treat your child like his life is meaningless? How can you do that? It makes absolutely no sense to me. You and the mom, I guess, were working out custody, and it was your time to to have him. His mom should have been able to feel safe with her son going to visit his father. I personally don't know what type of relationship you guys had. Maybe you gave her a reason to feel unsafe. Maybe she gave you a reason to feel unsafe. I really don't know. I can only speculate at this time. But what I do know is if that child is not able to be anywhere else on the face of this earth, he should have been able to be safe when he was with his parents. That's what I'm saying. He should have been safe the same way he came there happy, healthy, and in one piece in way that he should have continuously went back home to his mother. I'm sure the mother is devastated. She see her son happy and healthy going to visit his father. She drops him off. And then six hours later, she find out her six-year-old son is dead. He's gone. He's never coming back home. She'll never be able to hug him again. She'll never be able to kiss him again. She'll never be able to take care of her child again. She'll never be able to spend time with her child again. After dropping him off with his father. I mean, really, his father. His father obviously have some serious issues going on in his head. His father obviously is incapable of thinking straight, incapable of critical thinking, incapable of being a loving parent, incapable of being the protector of his child. And for the video, to expose a lot of what took place the day that child was seriously injured and those injuries eventually led to his death is heartbreaking and now you as the father who made these decisions that affected your son in the way that they affected him and eventually led to his death allegedly now you want to wash your hands of the situation. Now, you want to cry innocence. Now, 
those same hands that you use to throw rocks, you're hiding them behind your back. But the difference in you throwing rocks and breaking windows, windows can be replaced. But these rocks that you threw at your child cause permanent damage and there's no coming back from what happened to your six-year-old son. And it's so sad. I'm thrilled that they upgraded the charges. I'm thrilled that they came and re-arrested you. I'm thrilled that you're currently locked up. And I'll be even more thrilled if you never get out again. Hopefully some of the prisoners that's in there pull you to the side and have a little talk with you and explain to you how wrong you were for doing what you did, for making the decisions that you that you made that eventually led up to the death of your son. Looking at your jail photo, I don't even see any remorse. I don't see any sadness. I don't see any heartache. I can see through your eyes. And you know what I see behind those eyes? Nothing. It's dark. It's pitch black. You're hollow. The visual of you that I get falls in line with the decisions that you made that put your son in the grave. Now his mother has to live with that. Now his mother has to suffer because of a father who didn't deserve to even be in that child's life. Not a father that's going to treat him that way. Not a father that's going to be verbal and physically abusive. No, you didn't deserve to be in that child's life. I hope and pray that your son gets his justice. I hope and pray that your son's mother gets her justice. I hope and pray that you never see the light of day ever again in life. Because you don't deserve it. You didn't deserve to be a father. You didn't deserve to have visitation. Your son didn't deserve to have to go see you. Your son didn't deserve to have to be verbally abused. Your son didn't deserve to have to be physically abused. Your son definitely didn't deserve to die. Six years old. Never going to be able to live his life. Never going to be able to grow up. Never going to be able to dream anymore. Because of a callous, heartless, coward for a father. Prayed on the weak. And in this case, the weak happened to be your son. Took advantage of him. To the fullest. And now he's gone. Never to come back. Only a memory now. Now his family have to live with that. Now your family has to live with that. Now you have to live with that. His mother definitely has to live with that. And it was totally unnecessary. Makes absolutely no sense. I'm sick to my stomach thinking about what you did to your son. Thanks everybody once again for taking time out of your day to be here with us. I'm Travis, and this is LaRon's Rebuttal. Have a blessed one.